Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send an email to toledocalvary.org. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life today. Well, hello, 2021. Goodbye, 2020. Anybody? <laughs> we are, uh, we're thankful. Now, look, nobody, nobody thinks that uh, when you cross that January 1st threshold, things magically change. But it's kind of a, it's always a, it's always a nice thing kind of to look at and celebrate. And to look back at the last year. I want to take just a couple of moments and review some things that may remind us of the things that we experienced in 2020. I think one of the best ways to do that, um, one of the few redeeming qualities at times of social media are the memes that are out there, right? Just pictures and some funny things. Here's a couple that, uh, that caught my attention recently. It's never explicitly explained how the Brady Bunch had access to Zoom in the 1970s. It's a good one, and uh, it's a good question. This one, I, I like it, paper cut locator. Have you, have you ever got hand sanitizer in a paper cut? You can find it real quick. This one we've looked at before, I just, it makes me chuckle. When social distancing is over, let's not tell some people. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Start making your list. This one it was specifically for pastors, but you can probably relate to healthcare workers, teachers, whatever. Pastors in 2019, pastors in 2020. And uh, that's for the Star Wars fans. Last one, I really like this. Best time ever to get braces. That's, that's genius marketing, isn't it? You know what I love about that one? is the mindset. Like there's, there's this, this thought that hits me in so many ways where we looked at last year and, and, and felt stuck in so many ways that if we could shift our mindset and see what, what could come from this, what's, what's the benefit? Maybe as our conversation will go today, what's the blessing? Last week, if you joined us for our online service, we talked about God's blessing and how he brings it in our lives. We looked at the, the priestly blessing that we find in the book of Numbers, and today we're going to talk about how do we live in the blessing. But today's going to be a little different. If you're new with us online, or uh, maybe if you're new with us here today in some way, um, we put a real priority on the word of God as a church. Uh, we, we hold to it as the objective standard for all truth for our lives. Um, we put a, uh, an emphasis on the priority of preaching, like it's a part of who we are. Um, but today's gonna be a little bit different. I, I'll, I'll show you in a moment. I had a little bit of a different message kind of in line, and I, I don't say this for any kind of a spiritual or emotional kind of effect. I just felt like the Lord changed our direction to do something a little bit different than usually it's, it's not as interactive as what we're gonna do today. Usually it's kind of just me talking and you dozing, right? Isn't that kind of the norm? That's the, that's the norm. Today, um, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants us to do something a little bit different. We're gonna, we're gonna spend some time looking at God's word, but also kind of interactive in prayer together. You know, sometimes people will say, hey, I just want you to play along with me. I'm gonna ask you to pray along with me. We're gonna look at a passage of scripture and then as it fits the places in our lives, I wanna, I wanna show you how we can interactively pray scripture, but then do this together um, as we do this today. As soon as I said we were gonna pray together, some of you immediately went, well, we better find another church to watch or maybe we can slip out because that's weird. I bet he's gonna make me get in a circle and we're gonna hold hands. I'm gonna have to confess my darkest sins and talk about my feelings, right? We're not doing any of that. Okay, that's, that's not the effect today. I just, I just wanna walk through this passage of scripture and um, not only look at what it says to us, but then on this first Sunday of 2021, act on receiving and living in the blessing that it talks about. 
There's these large chunks of scripture that we refer to as genealogy passages. It's, it's those passages that you read sometimes where it says so-and-so was the father of so-and-so, who was the father of so-and-so, who was the father of so-and-so, who was the, do you know the ones I'm talking about? You've slept through them. I mean, you've read them, right? right we usually skip them because, let's just be honest, to, to us on the surface, they're boring. They were anything but boring to the Jewish people. They were extremely important to those that those those books of the Bible were written to because it was not only their history, it was a legal document, it was charting out where they were from, it was was saying what belonged to who, like it had all these things. And so you see large chunks of this in the the Pentateuch, you see see a few in the New Testament, you see a lot in, in the book of 1 Chronicles, we're going to be in First Chronicles chapter 4 today, and there's, there's a large chunk of, of these genealogies in chapter 4. And then what's, what's weird is right in the middle of them, verses 9 and 10, it, like it, just, it just stops real quick. And the genealogy is interrupted for a two-verse biography of a guy that we don't hear about anywhere before or after in Scripture. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, here's what we read. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Jabez is a pretty unknown character in scripture. A couple of years ago, a guy wrote a book about the prayer of Jabez that became pretty popular during that season of time. Outside of that, it's, it's just kind of a, an easy couple of verses to, to skip over when you're doing your Bible through the year reading. Yet I want to borrow his prayer today, and I want to make his prayer for blessing our prayer for blessing that in these next few moments, we will ask in the very same way that Jabez does, God, would you bless me. Let's, let's kind of just walk through this passage. First, it tells us that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. It's a really interesting word that, that we use there. And why is that the starter? I mean, all, all of a sudden, there's something about this guy that interrupts so-and-so was the father of so-and-so was the father of so-and-so was the father of so-and-so. Now, let me tell you about Jabez. Because <laughs> he was more honorable than his brothers. That word for honor there, if you go back to kind of the Hebrew root of it, has the idea of, of a heaviness, of a weight that's attached to it. And it says that in some ways Jabez was heavier or more weighty than his brothers. Do any of you feel that way after the last month that you're a little more weighty than you were in the past? It's one of the unexpected blessings of the season. Before to say that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, it it says that there was something different about him. And I think when when you use those words heaviness or weight, you're not talking about a seriousness or he was boring or he didn't know how to have fun. There was something about his presence that was different. There was something impactful about his person, so much so that when they're writing this list of who's who, they stop and they talk about, you know who was different was Jabez. There was something honorable about him. Now, can I tell you just a couple of things? Look, when I read that, I said to myself, someday when they tell the story of Chad, I want it to say Chad was honorable. Anybody else? (laughs) I want him to say that there was something different about me. Look, as I look at 2021, I want this year to be different. Not just the, you know, if, if you've looked around, the slogan right now is new year, new you. Have you seen that? Real, real snazzy, but that expires sometime next week. <laughs> like, I want lasting change. I want there to be something different about me that causes people to say, 
Yeah, there's, there's something about his impact, about his presence, about his influence. Look, and that doesn't just happen. Honorable doesn't just happen. It's a choice. It's a decision. It's something that we have to choose to do. Now, look, I'm not asking you to be great at anything. I'm not saying, well, you have to be the best this or that. You have to get up and talk. You have to get up and sing, or you have to lead in some way, or you have to have some kind of title. Look, this has to do with who you are, the impact that you have on other people. Like, I know people who have a huge impact, not because of what's on their business card, but because of their presence. When you're with them, you know you've been changed in some way. Somehow that was the fruit of this prayer that Jabez prays. He prays this prayer, and as a result, he's different. His life is different. It's impactful. Let's look at his story a little bit. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. That's quite a detail to have in, in, your, in your resume, isn't it? The reason that this all connects is his name Jabez, or what was probably pronounced closer to Yabez, sounded like the Hebrew word for pain. So when his mother names him, she says, well, he, he makes me think of his painful birth, so let's name him something that sounds like pain. Thanks a lot, Mom. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, your name means something. Like, your name gives a certain expectation. I, I grew up over on the other side of the state near Warren, and um, as, you're, as you're coming into Warren, Ohio, um, off, the, off the turnpike, you're coming in on, on Route 5 there, and as you, as you drive in, there's this spot just before you get there, out in the middle of kind of nowhere, a little township area, there's this sign that just says, Center of the World. And I remember as a kid growing up, you know, you learn how to read, and you start reading signs, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm in the center of the world. How, did you, how do you know? Who decided? Some guy back in the 1800s wanted to set up a, like a business outpost there, thought it was an important uh, transportation route, and so he said, we will call it the center of the world. There's a couple of houses, maybe a little business or two there. Like it's, it's not a place that has huge impact, but that name means something. When you go through there, you go, somebody believed in this place. Somebody believed this was the center of the world. When you meet Jabez, you say, his mom said, you're a pain. How do you live with that kind of a name? That every time somebody says your name, every time you think about it, you're reminded that that was the expectation that was put on you, pain. Same thing's probably true for many of you. Every time I say 2020, from here on out, you'll go, uh, yeah, 2020. And for some of us, there's certain things about that year that, that still anchor us there, things that happen to us, Decisions we made, things we experienced. Maybe it's not 2020. Maybe it's some kind of thing in your past. Job, relationship, choices, whatever it might be. And you look at those things. And here's what's so interesting about Jabez. He had to make the decision, I'm going to live past my past. I'm going to live beyond my name. I'm not going to let what other people said about me define who I am. I'm not going to let what I've experienced keep me from moving forward in life. I'm not going to be in the shadow of those things. I'm going to live past it to the point that I can be more honorable than my brother's. Paul says it in, in, in a different way, and I think this is important. He kind of gives us in this passage a way that we can know God's blessing in our lives. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, and we're going to talk about this passage on our Tuesday stream a little bit. He says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. 
I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. We, we do this uh, stream on Tuesdays. I think maybe you know we do it on our website, and then it's also available on Facebook and YouTube on demand after 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights. And this is one of the passages that we're going to talk about and look at some principles there. And it's really important when you think of how Jabez had to say, look, I'm not going to live in, in the shadow of my name, pain. And then Paul says, I've got to forget the past. Look, there's certain things in your life that you have to be willing to say, I'm going to let those things go. I'm going to move past those things. Maybe things that you've held on to, maybe things that have held on to you. We, um, we typically you know, plan that the week between Christmas and New Year's for our family for years, we take, we take some time. And so I, I save up some vacation time and use it after all the Christmas services and stuff and just kind of slow down a little bit. And one of the things that has become, I think, kind of a reluctant tradition around our house during that week is it's the week when Chad's supposed to clean out his closet. Anybody have those times? You got to look and you go, okay, what are you not wearing? What do you need to get rid of? And what do you, and that's hard on my inner hoarder. Anybody else? Like, like I, honestly, I hate it. I hate it. Since I was a little kid, I can remember my mom going, come on, it's, we got we to gotta go through this or clean out that or do whatever. Oh, I hate doing that. And this week it was we, my closet and then I, I have a little office in the basement and it had gotten really cluttered from like just this weird year and working a lot from home and all that kind of stuff. And it just it had been a rough year down there. And so it's like, oh, I got to spend some time down here. I hate that. I hate it. I hate doing it. But when it's done and you see things are organized and you got more space and you just, you step back and it feels good. And then Rhonda goes, no, that wasn't so bad, was it? She doesn't know. She has no idea. But it's worth it. There may be some things that if you'll, if you'll just stop for a couple moments, you're probably not going to enjoy it. But if you'll stop for a couple of moments and you'll say, Holy Spirit, are there some things in my closet you want to clean up? Is there some clutter in my life? Are there some things in my past that I need to forget and not hold on to or not let them hold on to me so that I can move on from some of these things? I'm not saying it's easy. But I'm saying the Bible tells us very clearly that the Holy Spirit is a counselor and that he'll come alongside and help us with those things. Maybe one of the best things you can do to start this new year is to stop for a couple of moments and say, I've got to live past my name if my name is pain. So Jabez, if we go back to 1 Chronicles chapter 4, this is what we read. 1 Chronicles chapter 4, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. And Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Can I tell you the very first step of blessing is, is what Jabez did. He cried out to the God of Israel. Here's what he realized, that blessing, if you want God's blessing in your life, if you want 2021 to be a year that's blessed, and look, I think we all do. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't wanna take a lot of time to try to convince you. I think that's something that we want. We don't wanna look back and go, well, what a wasted year, right? We want God's blessing in it. If we do, it starts by looking to God. Blessing comes from God. God. 
That's what we talked about online last week and looked at in so many ways. And we'll talk about this a little bit more um, as we have our stream on Tuesday. Later this year, we're going to take some time as a church and in kind of a season of some corporate prayer. It's going to be a little bit more focused on, on some things with regards to the church and our own lives as we move forward. But, but God is a God who wants to bless us, and that blessing comes from him. And if you want to live in his blessing, you have to start in that place, in a place where you recognize that it comes from him. So what we're gonna do for these next few moments is go through Jabez's prayer. We're gonna look at the words that he says, and as we do, we're gonna pause and we're gonna, we're gonna borrow this prayer and make it our own. Not just here in the room, I, I'd encourage you, Wherever you are that you may be watching or listening to this, especially if you're at home right now, would you, would you join in this? Maybe kind of move up to the edge of your seat a little bit and, and be a part of this process of how we're gonna pray this through. Let's look at Jabez's prayer and just kind of break it down a little bit. So Jabez cried out to the God of Israel and here's what he said, oh, that you would bless me. On the surface, that sounds like a pretty selfish prayer. But Jabez would start out and go, God, would you bless me? The reality is I don't think it's selfish at its very heart. That's an act of humility. Like it's realizing I can't bless myself. God, with a name like Jabez, there's only so much I can do, he says. And I need your help in this. Lord, the only way I'm gonna be blessed is if you bless me. It's an acknowledgement of where blessing comes from. In many ways, it's not that different from the prayer that Jesus teaches us. Matthew chapter six, we have what we refer to oftentimes as the Lord's Prayer. And when Jesus teaches us how to pray in Matthew chapter six, this is what he says. He says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then do you remember the next line? Then he says, give us this day our... (laughs) Daily bread. Why does he say that? Because first he acknowledges, God, everything comes from you, and Lord, this is what I need. When Jabez says, God, I need you to bless me. God, will you bless me? He's saying, Lord, I acknowledge that everything I have, everything I need comes from you, and I confess that, God, I need that in my life. The reality is, I think for some of us, we look for blessing in all kinds of different places. In our relationships, we look to, for the, that feeling of being blessed in our jobs, we look for it in our finances, and in our education, we look for it in other people, we look for it in trying to be spiritual enough, whatever it might be that we look for it in those places. And here's the confession, like a kid at Christmas, I think we just need to come to God and say, God, would you bless me? Like if you notice, your kids don't have any problem telling you what they want for Christmas, do they? My kids don't even leave at home and they still don't have any problem telling me what they want for Christmas. Why? Because they know that there's somebody who wants to bless them. Look, if you know you have a God who wants to bless you, we looked at this last week, and say, God, would you, would you bless me? But sometimes we, we don't receive that blessing, I think because we never come to that point of humility to really say, God, I recognize that I can't do this on my own. And God, I need you. So can we maybe start there? Well, let's, let's maybe break down that wall and start where Jabez prays that. If, if, if you would, whether you're watching this on a screen somewhere or you're joining us right here in the building, could you maybe put your hands out in a posture to receive? I want to lead us in a prayer. Heavenly Father, in this moment, recognizing who you are, that you're the one who can change our hearts and make things different. That you're the one who can help us get past our past. 
that you're the one who holds the keys. Lord, we ask that you would bless us. Not out of arrogance, not because you owe us anything, but because, Lord, your word tells us that everything good that we have comes from you. That every good and perfect gift comes from above. And Lord, there's nothing that we have or have been blessed by that somehow doesn't come from your hand. And Lord, that as we look at this next year, we start by saying, Lord, God, would you bless us? Would you bless me? We humbly pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now he's gonna get more specific Watch the progression of his prayer. First Chronicles chapter four, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. What does he mean when he says that? Well, if you gotta think about it in that ancient Near East context, you gotta think about what the ancient world was like so that when he says territory, what he means is, God, would you give me more? Like, I want more. And if he had more land, more territory, that would lead to more prosperity, Right, and that's okay for him to say. He's saying, God, I, I want more, because if I have more land, then I get more livestock. If you give me more territory, then I can, I can farm more. I can have more. I can have a greater impact, and that greater territory would also give him more influence. It would let his life benefit other people. It would be a greater blessing to his family in every way. And you notice it's okay here that he prays this. He says, God, would you enlarge my territory? He says, God, I want more from you. What he's praying for here as he prays for blessing and prosperity, as he prays for this influence, is ultimately he's praying for, and this is, this is a word that's okay to tie to blessing, he's praying for success. When you see that word bless in scripture, it has this idea that God gives you success, but not the way that we think about it. We often want to find success the way the world does. But there's this different context around the idea of blessing all throughout Scripture. Blessing is this. It's everything you need to do everything God has created you to do. So when you see blessing in Scripture, it's not, God, I want a new Tesla. <laughs> no, I don't, actually. Um, it's this. It's, God, I want you, I'm asking you, give me what I need to accomplish what you've created me to do what you've called me to do. There's nothing that God will call or create you to do that he will not bless you with what you need to accomplish that. So in your role on your job, in your role in this crazy season as a parent, in your role in school, in the things that you're trying to figure out, even where you don't have certainty or clarity yet, here's what you can be confident in, that there's a God who wants to bless you and his blessing will give you everything you need to accomplish what he's created you to do. So when he prays this, he is praying for success and I love his optimism here. He says, God, you know what I want you to do? I want you to enlarge my territory. Because God, I'm ready for it. Bring it. Will you bless me and give me opportunity and give me more? This is, if you're having a hard time understanding that feeling, this is how some of you were at Christmas dinner. You said, would you bless me? Like you were ready as the food came out to the, to the table. You looked at it and you said, would you bless me and enlarge my territory? Like you felt it. You were ready. You were okay to take it on. What about the opportunities that God has given you? Like God has not called us to pray mediocre, puny prayers. Look at this, Ephesians chapter three. Here's, here's what he says, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, 
That's not a prayer that says, God, will you just do the bare minimum, is it? But that's a bold prayer. To him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. What Jabez is praying for here is for opportunity. So that's what I wanna pray for too. Now I look, as we go into these different kind of prayer areas, I know that these won't be moments for everybody, but I'm confident they're for somebody. And so if this, if this moment we're about to talk to relates where you are, please don't let it pass by without you saying, God, will you bless me? And some of you are in an enlarge my territory season where there are opportunities that are there in front of you, in your family, in your workplace, in your education, maybe in ministry in some way, that there's this opportunity that's there. And what you're saying in this moment is, God, will you, will you help me with this opportunity? Will you give me more influence? Will you allow me more opportunities for prosperity? Here's what I've seen, that when God gives you opportunity and you ask him to bless you, and then you're faithful in that place and he sees that you are a good steward of that blessing, then he's then able to entrust you with greater blessing. Has anybody seen that in your life? Do you know what I'm talking about? Four of us. It's a blessing, isn't it? Look, here's, here's my question. If you are in a place, and I want us to pray together about this, if you are in a place right now where you look and you say, I believe 2021 is a year that there's opportunity in some way, and God, will you bless me in that? Would you just stand right where you are, this room, auditorium two, even if you're in your home, you're looking and you're seeing the opportunity that's there in the year ahead, and you know that you're like standing on the edge of something, and you're saying, God, would you bless me? Father, we, we thank you that you are a God who opens up doors of opportunity. Lord, I'm overwhelmed when I look out and I, and I see those just in this room who know in their hearts that there is something ahead for them this year. Lord, you've, you've, you've planted something in their heart to see that opportunity. And so, Lord, with great humility, we ask, would you bless us and would you enlarge our territory Lord, would you give us opportunities in, in business to not just be prosperous, but to be influential for you? God, would you give us opportunities in education to be prepared for the things that you have in store for us to do? God, would you give us opportunity in our family to impact lives, not just for 2021, but for eternity? God, would you give us opportunity in ministry so that we would be fruitful and fulfilled in the things that you've called us to. Lord, I can't even begin to speculate all the things that you've put in people's hearts. I pray for the person that has excitement about an opportunity and is asking themselves, is this anything? Is this, is this real, God? Is this, is this dumb? Is this something I should do? Lord, would you fulfill in their hearts just this purpose to enlarge their territory? Lord, I pray for those that are standing just three days into this new year and they have doubt about, can I handle this? Am I, am I able to, to do this with my kids? Am I able to do this with my finances? Am I able to do this? Lord, in this moment, would you stir up in them with a heart filled with humility and trust that you are the God who can bless us and enlarge our territory as we trust in you? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, thanks, you, you can be seated. Let's jump back to Jabez's prayer, First Chronicles Chapter four, let's see what he says next. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. 
And that's one of those phrases, even, even when you read through the commentaries on this passage of scripture, that's one of those phrases that we just kind of roll right over because it's just kind of poetic and it's just kind of scriptural and we just kind of feel it, oh, it's touchy-feely. But there's more there. One of the things that's good to note, have you noticed that in Jabez's prayer for blessing, he prays about physical blessing, enlarge my territory, and he says, let your hand be with me. He also prays about spiritual blessing. Like blessing comes in both ways in our lives, both in physical ways, tangible ways, and then in spiritual ways that sometimes we can't see. And he says here, let your hand be with me. When he says that, have you, have you, do you remember back when we used to touch people? Do you remember that? And have you ever, you ever had a moment, there's something significant about when you shake someone's hand? Like I'm telling you, and we'll talk about this a little bit next week, there is something significant about physical touch and, and blessing someone. You ever been in a tough spot where somebody just puts their hand on your shoulder? I, I can remember moments in my life where I've been broken and somebody's just taken my hands and prayed with me. Something powerful about that. Now take that one more step, not just a physical touch from a person, but the Jabez says, God, I, I want your, your presence, your hand to be on me. Oftentimes when we think about God's hand, and especially depending on, on our own history, we, we can think of the wrath that's in God's hand. Interesting study that you could do maybe sometime in the book of Psalms is look at all the places where it talks about the hand of God. Here's one, Psalm 37, verse 23. says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his what? His hand. God's hand is, is with us. His presence is there. And look, to pray that God, as I go through this year, in the places in my life, can I believe and I ask for your presence, your hand to be with me? Like, I'm, I'm asking you for just a moment, and again, we're not gonna hold hands and sing kumbaya and confess our feelings, but would you get real personal with yourself for a moment? Like, where do you need God's presence in your life? Story in the book of Exodus when Moses is leading the people of Israel, um, Exodus chapter 33, watch this, God gives him a promise. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I've always been fascinated with this. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. I love that. He's like, look, I know there's good things out there, promised land, milk and honey, all that stuff, but if you're not going, I'm not going. <laughs> like, if your presence isn't there, I don't want to be there. Because how else will anyone know that you are pleased with me, with your people, unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? There's something powerful about the presence of God. I've, I've been super privileged, and a few of you have been on, on some of these trips where groups from Calvary have been able to go to, to the Holy Land and go to Israel and to be in Jerusalem and to stand in the, in the temple um, grounds and go up to the Western Wall, which the Jewish people believe is, is the closest you can get at this time to the Holy of Holies, which is the presence of God. And they, they go there believing that you're kind of in, in the closest physical proximity to God's presence. And to be honest, it's a very sacred thing. Like it's a really, it's a holy moment. And the times I've been able to stand there and, and you, you, people just having these personal moments with, with their creator in that time, right? And every time I've walked away and I've prayed, God, let me know your presence. Here's what's really cool. Scripture tells me that when I walk away from that wall, I'm not walking away from the presence of God, right? Because Jesus came to be Emmanuel who is God 
with us. The Holy Spirit is a counselor. He's our advocate who is alongside of us. God's presence is always with us. And there are some places in your life, like right now, three days in, it's really good for you to say, God, I need your presence here. So I'm gonna ask you to do one of the most awkward things that anyone can ever ask you to do. I'm gonna ask you just to be real quiet for a minute. And you, you can do this however you want. If you wanna bow your heads and close your eyes or if you wanna lift your hands or just, just whatever in this moment, but would you just be willing to quiet yourself for a moment and say, God, where do I need your presence? This might be a great moment that if you're, if you're with your family, maybe to take the hand of your spouse, put an arm around your child, maybe even to whisper a prayer in their ear in this moment. And as you go into this next year, to say, God, would your presence be with us? Maybe there's someone that's on your heart that in this moment you would say, God, would your presence be with wherever they are? close to you, far from you? Can we take just a moment and say, God, would you let your hand be on us? Lord, as your church, we need your presence. That there would just be no doubt that you're with us. In a, in a frustrated culture, God, may our homes be places with your presence. In a world that's filled with so much division, may we be people who carry your presence. Lord, in seasons and parts of our lives that need restoration, would you uphold us with your hand? Just like Jabez, God, we pray. We ask, let your hand be with us. In Jesus' name. One last part to his prayer, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And he prays here about the, the challenges that he knows he will face. And he says, God, in the midst of these things, would you keep me from harm? I'll tell you, I read that in kind of two different ways. One, one of the ways that I read it, maybe it's just me, but I read, God, would you keep me from harm? Because sometimes I'm the one who causes harm to myself. Any other self-sabotagers out there? <laughs> like sometimes my biggest issue is between my ears. And so God, would you help me? Would you, in many ways, David talks about the fact that God, would you, would you keep me from my hidden faults? Lord, would you save me from myself? And then I think it's just the prayer for physical protection. 
It's a prayer for God's presence. It's, it's a prayer for God to give his divine hands around us. We, we sometimes will pray for that hedge of protection. And I think you should pray that for your family. Pray that for your friends. Pray that for those that are somehow in leadership over you. Ask that God would give them that sense of protection. But here's the, here's the challenging part, though. Because Jabez prays this because he knows pain. He's saying, God, would you pray so I can get past my name? Can I get past myself? And the reality is that there's times when these things, even no matter how much we pray, when we might face these things, right? Because we live in a fallen world. That's where when I think about blessing, I keep coming back to Jeremiah chapter 17. We've talked about this several times over the last couple of years, and we're gonna live in this verse as a church for a little while longer. Jeremiah 17, seven says, but blessed is the one, there's your idea of blessing, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. I think what's really significant there is it does not say it does not fear because heat never comes. It says it does not fear when the heat comes. Look, there will be times when the heat comes. That's good to know in January, isn't it? <laughs> it's not that kind of heat. Like in those tough, dry seasons, it does not fear. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries because there's never a year of drought. That's not what it says, is it? It says it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. God says that a part of blessing is that you will have resilience even in the tough times. And Jabez says, God, will you protect me? Will you be with me? Will you give me that resilience? Will you help me to thrive even in those difficult seasons, even when I'm facing a challenge. And look, again, I know that when we, when, we, when we call out these different things, that this might not be for everybody, but I'm confident it's for somebody. That if you're in a place right now where you say, Chad, I feel the heat, or it seems like I've been in a year of drought, or when I look at my circumstances right now, I'm facing a challenge, and I'm not saying that from a place because I'm weak. I'm saying that from a place because I want to be better. <laughs> Right, if you would say, I'm facing a challenge right now and I wanna ask for God's blessing, would you mind standing just right where you are? Again, I know it's, it's a vulnerable thing to do, but if you're facing some kind of challenge in this season and you would say, God, I need your help, I need your blessing in this area of my life, my family, things that are out of my control, I feel the heat, it seems like a dry season. Father, we thank you that your word tells us that even in those seasons, you'll bless us. God, that you can bring resilience that you can help us to thrive. Lord, that we can pray even in those seasons for your blessing, for your hand, for your help. And so, Lord, we ask, would you bless us? God, you know the source of the challenge that's in each one of our hearts. For some of us, it's a financial moment that we're just asking for your help. For some of us, it's a family situation, God, that we just need your wisdom. For some of us, we literally need your protection in this time. God, for some of us, it's a, it's a health challenge. For some of us, it's, it's a season where we just don't know what the right thing is to do. Lord, and in this season, when the heat comes or the year of drought, God, would you help us to thrive? Would you help us to be fruitful? God, would you help us to be blessed? In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, before you sit down, can I ask everybody else to stand with us, if you would, please? This room, Auditorium 2, 
We're going to wrap it up. Let's one last time look at Jabez's prayer. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Watch these last five words. And God granted his request. Was that because Jabez was God's favorite? <laughs> no, because he's a God who answers our prayers when we pray them. And what I want to do as we wrap this up is uh, our worship team's going to come and going to lead us back into that song that we sang just a few moments ago because whatever you're facing, wherever you're looking for his blessing, he's the way maker, is he not? And he can work those miracles in our lives and he can be a part of that. And what I want to do is before we get any further into this year, I want to begin by thanking him for what we believe he's going to do for the way he's gonna work in our lives. He's been faithful in the past, he'll be faithful again, and we can trust him today. And so Father, in this moment, we look to you. God, because you are the one who is the way maker. You are the one who does work miracles in our lives. And so Lord, we ask with humility, but with no reservation, God, would you bless us? Lord, we ask that as a church and as individuals, would you enlarge our territory? God, would you, would you prosper us in the things that we put our hands to do? And would you give us influence? Lord, would we know your hand with us, your presence in every area of our lives, that people would sense and know there's something different about us because of your presence in our lives. And Lord, even in the challenging times, may we know resilience, may we thrive because that's who you are. You are the one who blesses us. We ask, would you bless us? In Jesus' name, amen. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, never stop working. You never stop. Come on, let's declare that together. Even, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, never stop stop and never stop working us and so we pray for your blessing in our lives 
Lord, as we go into this new year, we see it with opportunity. We see it knowing that we live not in our own strength and not in our own ability, but in the presence of the one who can give us an eternal impact because you are the one who blesses us. So Father, as we go from here, can we go with your blessing? Lord, would you send us out with your special favor and your wonderful peace? May the year ahead be one that we look back on and say how we saw the blessing of God in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.